0: We're in the middle of a bit of a delayed reaction today.
1: <laughs> Is that just because I'm old and slow? Oh,
0: I don't know. I wonder if it's something in the air, all this raining and then sunshine again. Something
1: in the air that night, the stars were bright, Benando.
0: <laughs> I I, got, this...
1: I had to get yeah. it in. You were, you were setting up for that gang.
0: Oh, I wasn't actually.
1: <laughs> OK, fair enough. How
0: <laughs> are you, Benedict? I'm fine.
1: Victoria, I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm now Pierre Victoire as per last podcast if you don't know what we were talking about we were talking about no. a murdered a corpse found in a French mansion mansion last I week I thought you were
1: Vicky J or the the rap artist oh
0: yeah yeah oh yes I had a bit of um, attention for that so that was good
1: Jazzy mitz or Jizzy Mitts
0: MC Jazzy Mitzy Pants <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> MC Jizzy Wizzy.
0: And who are you? C Jizzy Wiz? Did you say?
1: <laughs> I'm I'm I, I'm DJ Jazzy Ben. No, DJ <sighs> DJ Daddy Ben. I'm Ben. I'm Ben Ando. I'm a former BBC News correspondent, former crime reporter, former everything and nothing. Now, obviously, a total has been never was.
0: Meanwhile, I'm rolling with the punches here in devon i'm victoria mitzi <laughs> i'm in devon in plymouth to be precise and i'm a journalist but with all these weird times don't quite know what i do anymore because i can't do some of the stuff i used to do and then we've ended up doing this so i'm a podcaster A pod-caster. What, it really? what else am I? I, I I have a little girl and i what else no at the moment i'm just running up and down the motorway very boring I'm not not really running I'm in a car (laughs) when I do it because I can't go on trains so that's a nuisance why can't you go on trains everybody goes on trains I don't want to be with first of all I don't want to be with loads of smelly people at a huge expense with all fares going up and second of all um, I might get I mean it'd be something stupid getting coronavirus now wouldn't it it's a real has-been thing to get
1: Uh, you'd be late to the corona party
0: Exactly, and you'd laugh really hard if I got coronavirus.
1: <laughs> do you know what I think I ought to say? I mean, I never do say this. It's always, oh, yeah, Victoria, she's a mummy, she's got a little girl and so on. I, am actually, I have actually got two daughters of my own, albeit they yes. are both adults now. I'm not going to say functioning adults, but they are adults.
0: Well, you don't have to say that, but that, does that mean you're a big daddy?
1: <laughs> Very big daddy. <laughs> like um, Shirley Crabtree, who was big daddy. Do you remember Big Daddy Splash? Used to talk, in in old 1970s wrestling, the kind that your grandmother used to watch. Um,
0: <laughs> My grandma didn't used to watch that.
1: <laughs> mine did. Good, non non a Carmella from Holland. Carmella, she loved the uh, every world of sport. Every Saturday afternoon, she'd be sitting in front of the ra- uh, of the wrestling, and there was did giant stacks, Kendo Nagasaki, and Big Daddy, <laughs> and Big Daddy, um, who had this grotesque unitard with a, with a, a union flag on it. He would. He, he would sort of throw his opponent against the ring then trip them up so they landed on their back and then he'd dive on top of them and land flat on them and that was the big daddy splash.
0: Did your grandma really watch that?
1: Yes, she did. Did she? She loved it. She loved it So also. is
0: that where you get your physique from? Your <laughs> grandpa? <laughs> she went for men like your grandpa?
1: <laughs> I'm not entirely sure I got my physique from my grandmother. I mean, I suppose there's just <laughs> no, elements. No, that she
0: fancied big big daddies and that's how you became a substantial substantially significant well, presence well, I mean,
1: man well my, my, my grandmother did die about 10 years ago at the age of 94 so that's she's good done, it? too badly but I'm not entirely sure that I you know I, I, I sort of existed in terms of getting my physical appearance such that I would be alluring to my grandmother I think that would be slightly odd
0: you didn't let me finish. It was totally because I think that she fancied wrestlers. That she was your grandfather, of similar stature to yourself.
1: No, no, Emilio. Emilio mm. was, um, was my grandfather on that side of the family, and and he was quite a a, a relatively slight man.
0: Oh, so you do get it from her. <laughs> Where does your strong Str- what can I call it without being offensive? Your
1: I th- I'm looking forward to you finding a way. physique. I said, you, you love me struggling. <laughs> Where's that come from then? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, maybe my, my maternal grandfather.
0: Oh, um, but... <laughs> the Italian stallion. No, no, my maternal grandfather was British. The Bear of Brancusi. Oh, British, OK. Yeah. In fact, he was, a, he was a fighter pilot.
1: Oh. I mean, not all the time, just during the war. The rest of was okay,
0: in
1: yeah, he was. Um, but I, I actually d- I don't have lots of memories of him. I mean, I remember him, but I don't have lots of memories. Um, he died when I was quite young.
0: Okay, well, I suppose we should get on with what we're doing here—the business we of murder and gore—and actually, we do feature elderly people from we talking are about our grandparents. On moving people, on, that's
1: right. Yeah, the uh, the the potential. I mean, it's quite possible that there is an uncaught still-at-large serial killer stalking the elderly people's houses of north-west England.
0: That's right, and it's exclusive to the Sunday Times, the extensive report saying that the, the coroner's found that the crimes are linked and they're opening another investigation.
1: Yes, that's right. So um, the, uh, a coroner in Manchester is, um, has been looking at some cold cases and is suggesting that they could be like these are these are cases that the police originally um, marked down as murder suicides that is uh, a husband, an elderly husband, they're all in their 60s or 70s Um, in fact one is in his 90s Uh, elderly husbands murdering their wives and then killing themselves and these kind of were dare I say wrapped up as murder suicides but this coroner has gone back and has looked at some of the forensics, uh, some of the circumstances, some clues and believes that she has found a pattern and is suggesting that um, they could be linked and they could be the work of an as yet unapprehended serial killer.
0: And before we go on to flesh that one out a a little bit more I just wanted to outline other cases we're going to look into today. Lisbeth Flores, the murder of a young mother of two, a brutal murder in Mexico. So that's something we're going to talk about, as well as Lady Justice Yip, and, of course, some mentions of listeners and so on.
1: Well, I got very excited about Lady Justice Yip, and I've done some... Um, I did some work. I, I, but Let's <laughs> explain who <laughs> she is. Regular listeners will know that last week we were talking about um, the sentencing of a, a young uh, boy... Uh, what, uh, teenager 17 year old uh, rocky marciano price for the murder of lindsay burbeck who's a teaching assistant who was murdered last year uh, in accrington and he was sentenced at preston crown court by uh, mrs justice yip lady justice yip
0: and you really and, enjoyed saying it
1: well i got quite excited and so I, I googled her and she's um she's somebody who's had a lot to say she's um you know there, there are quite a few references judges to judges do She's well. She's um, she's written articles for various sort of legal websites about being a working mother and raising a family and so on. But um, I, when I was googling her, just because I was interested in who she was, um, I noticed that she was married to David Yip, and I got really really excited because I thought, oh no, David Yip is the. Um, was the Chinese detective and he played the Chinese detective in the uh, 1970s and 80s on BBC One and he's an actor with a long long career he's He's an actor
0: he's not a real Chinese detective he's an actor he
1: he played the Chinese detective John Ho John Ho from Soho uh, who went around London solving crimes Um,
0: were you excited about him
1: well it's just it's just somebody I've heard of. You know like, you know sometimes you get excited because you've heard of someone. Like when you see somebody you think, Oh, I know them, they're famous. It was a bit like that, it was that kind of Like slightly... Tiffany. I, I I wouldn't go say yes, a bit like Tiffany. I wouldn't go so far as to say that I'm a Chinese detective fanboy. But I remember watching it when fan I was a
0: fanboy? Of... Can you be called a boy at all at your age?
1: <laughs> I th- it sounds it rolls off the tongue slightly better than fan man.
0: I don't know. (laughs) Fanny man. (laughs) Fan dad. (laughs) Fanny's something else.
1: Fan hair. Anyway, so I, I, I remember watching this show, The Chinese Detective, when I was a kid. And I used to think it was really cool. And the lead actor in it, who played Inspector John Ho... Was the actor David Yip. And David Yip has also been in a few other films, like he's been in, I think, a couple of the Indiana Jones films, and he's been in uh, Doctor Who, and he's been in Casualty, and he's been in The Bill, and he's been in all sorts of different films and dramas over the years. And I mean, I think if you saw his face, you would recognise him as well. I think, he's, I think he's got one of those quite recognisable faces, especially as, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, there were only two actors who appear, ever appeared playing oriental characters one was david yip and the other one was bert Cook. so it was kind of like you kind of got to know if you're the age that i am then you'll have got to know them however gone on is... so
0: long that i've actually googled him
1: okay so is it really abs. that bad <laughs> do you recognize lo- him
0: was he in a bond
1: he might well have been yes
0: he's got good abs i've got to say
1: I don't know everything he was in, but I'm, I'm sensing... That but he wasn't are, even married
0: to Judge Yip.
1: his face. He wasn't
0: married to Justice no, he Yip. Was, well, this is so the you're thing, really saw... barking up a yippy-yappy tree,
1: then. <laughs> you are yapping up the wrong tree, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, it's a different David Yip. She's married to a businessman called David Yip, who I'm sure is a lovely, lovely guy, but he's not the Yip that I was hoping for, and that's for damn sure.
0: OK, well, that's really good. I did interrupt you when it, you'd it launched into... You'd launched into the potential the for serial killer at large, which has been featured in this weekend, Just Gone Sunday Times as a front pager, actually. Oh, um, so would you like to return well. to that?
1: Well, sure, yeah. I mean, well, we can return to it together. Um, in the, oh, you know, can you, I come you... too? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Can you come too?
0: A, uh, I suspect you can. That's care. a
1: rarity. Well, this is a sort of current story, so I think your input is just as valid as mine. So so here we have elderly people um, who uh, are found dead in their homes and the police decide they are probably murder-suicides because you have the elderly lady who has been killed and then her elderly husband near or next to her who is, who is also dead and they're assuming murder-suicide because, as we all know, that does happen. Sorry. this the Daily Mirror's website is the worst website in the world. It seems to take absolutely forever to
0: load. <laughs> Do you know what I've noticed? If yeah. certain people over a certain age yeah, complain that's... about, what's they called, like data things and, and cookies things, the younger people we chat to, they never complain about technology or pop-ups. No, no,
1: this is... No, I'm perfectly happy with lots of... Um, websites, but it's just the Mirror. The Mirror one is just awful. I don't know what who's hosting it or what platform it's on, but it's just awful. It just never, ever loads. It's really oh, poor.
0: Don't you like looking in the Mirror?
1: <laughs> A Mirror, Mirror on the web. <laughs> who's the slowest of them all to load? That didn't work, did it?
0: Who's the cleverest of them all?
1: <laughs> who's the baldest of them all?
0: <laughs> who's the punniest of them all? Oh, God.
1: Anyway, so the Sunday Times, as you said, has spoken to... Um, a lady called Stephanie Davis who is the coroner's office in Cheshire and she has been looking back and has come to the conclusions or is and is very much suggesting that some of these cases are linked so they are Howard and B Ainsworth they were found is dead in Is it B
0: 19- she spelled B E A is that Bea or B
1: I assume it's B short for Beatrice Okay which I suppose could be Bea Beatrice mm. I don't know. Maybe, he, maybe Sorry, she was, I'm, maybe I'm she picking up Bay. on things.
0: I just wanted to sort of pronounce her name so, fairly, sorry. really. Yeah. Go ahead. They're
1: actually from the west coast of the United States. It's Howard and Bay. Um, um, no, Howard and... Bay?
0: B- as in Beyonce, <laughs> or as in you're as my in Bay?
1: Beyonce. There's no accent on it. Howard and B. Ainsworth died in 1996, believed to be murder-suicide, at their home in Wilmslow in Cheshire. Then three years later, in 1999... Um, another couple uh, Donald uh, Ward and his wife Aureole Ward Uh, he was 72 she was 67 again found dead at their home in Cheshire and at the time the police just put this down to another murder suicide and then we jump forward a year to 2000 and in Didsbury Greater Manchester we have uh, Michael and Violet Higgins Uh, he was 59 she was 76 quite an age gap there and uh, again found dead at their home
0: what's the age gap? Uh, the age gap
1: is uh, six, seventeen years. Seventeen. Mm. She was seventy-six. He was fifty-nine.
0: Big for some, isn't it, Ben?
1: It is big for some, correct?
0: Who who might that not be that big for? <laughs> Just wondering. So. <laughs> Shall remain nameless. I'm just looking at
1: one newspaper website that's got even, an even bigger age gap because um, <laughs> oh. it's talking about um, B and Howard. It says that B78 was found stabbed in the forehead with a knife and had been struck repeatedly on the head with a hammer and was found with a pillow covering her face, while her husband, Howard, 47, was lying beh- beside her in his pyjamas with his head covered by a bag. Uh, Why suspe- is that funny? Well, because they're suggesting that he's 47 and she's 78.
0: Oh, I is, see. I think,
1: I think they actually mean that he was 74. I don't think that he was 47. I think that's just a um, No, a I think they might have mentioned
0: it on another camera. there.
1: Transposition error.
0: Hmm. Anyway, the police then mm. so
1: this is so the first one this is Howard and B. The police found a suicide note, and they put it down as a murder suicide. Then there was another case, and this is the wards that I just talked about. The wife, Oriel, was beaten, stabbed, and suffocated, and also had the pillow partially covering the face and the husband was found again with a a stab to death. Now, there's a lot of violence in both of these, a lot of violence from murder-suicide. I mean, the vast majority, I think, of murder-suicides are a simple shotgun or uh, hanging. Or There is not that level of violence involved. I mean, you know, murder-suicides are traumatic, horrific events. They're people who have reached the end of their tether... one person, perhaps, has reached the end of their tether for whatever reason. Sometimes it's a mutual thing. If, if, for example, one of the partners has got a terminal illness, the other partner can agree to end their life and then end their own life in a sort of suicide pact, that does happen. But let this level of violence and the, and the pillows, the involvement of the pillow, the pillows put over the faces, suggested to uh, Stephanie Davis, this uh, coroner's officer, that there could be a link. And she's looked at some other cases as well. Uh, Michael and Violet Higgins in Didsbury in 2000, Kenneth and Eileen Martin in Davy in Greater Manchester in 2008, and Stanley and Peggy Wilson um, in 2011 in Kendall in Cumbria. So this is five five possible murder-suicides or deaths that were counted as murder-suicides, but may in fact be the work of a serial killer who is apparently targeting very elderly couples.
0: You say at the time that they put the reason being murder-suicide for the deaths. However, would it not have been noted... I know that the level of violence was noted by the police at the time, and it's also the fact that these two are in... uh, Two of them are in close proximity to each other. So there was a level of inquiry about that before they closed the case, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, you know... I think it's unfair to say the police just completely dropped the ball here, or didn't even look and just sort of say, yeah, yeah tick, tick, tick. That's, I'm sure they, they will have investigated, they would have looked at it. Certainly at the time the first one took place, it was just a murder-suicide. When the second one took place in the same town, Wilmslow in Cheshire, within three years, then I don't doubt there will have been some questions asked about the possibility that they were linked, but they will have been discounted, because clearly the killer, if, if this is a serial killer on the loose this killer is very very well versed in forensic techniques, there have been no um, clues, actual concrete clues suggesting that a third party was present. Uh, The only evidence really is what I suppose you'd call circumstantial evidence, the fact that um, uh, Stephanie Davis and her predecessor Christine Hurst said that the cases just didn't feel right, that there was a high level of violence, that there were uh, inconsistent facts in the evidence, similarities such as the the pillows being involved and certain other aspects of them, so I can see how you know you could look at these cases and just think, well, they're they they're not linked. But then look at them again and say, well, they could be linked. And at the moment, I think we're at the point of saying, well, they could be linked. And so what is happening is that I, I think we are going to get a new investigation to go all through these again, look for any further um, consistencies with the theory of it being a serial killer, look at possibly other cases that have been classified as murder suicides and see if they fall into this um, group uh, in terms of evidence certainly and then maybe look again at um, whatever was recorded from scenes of crimes and see perhaps examine any of the um, uh, evidence or clothing that may have been retained for this reason and see if there is any third party dna present
0: something else that is interesting about this case is the language that the sunday times uses as the husbands in the two Manchester cases, the two Cheshire, Wilmslow-Cheshire cases, that the husband had gone berserk and it was something that was out of character, but I just I, I found it quite weird, the choice of language by the Sunday Times. Don't you? They say it on more than one occasion. God, the husband's gone berserk, but either way, that's something that the police found in common of the crimes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the point here is that What strikes anybody as being, I think, odd is that you would have a murder-suicide involving such levels of violence on the supposed killer. So in, in all these cases, the police decided that the husband had killed the wife and then killed himself. Now, it wouldn't be a huge surprise, possibly, that the wife in these situations is killed with an extreme level of violence. Something could have um, triggered the husband to turn violent and snap and become a killer but i think what is surprising and perhaps what the sunday times is drawing attention to is the violence inflicted on the men they were stabbed in the heart one was uh, throttled with a coat hanger uh, and then hanged um they're also i mean there's a lot of violence. was he
0: hanged i didn't read that bit
1: Yes, um, uh, Kenneth Martin, he was the one found in Davyhulme in Greater Manchester with his wife Eileen. He was discovered hanged and his throat had been cut as well. So I suppose the theory is he hanged himself and before he died he also slashed his own throat. It's not the kind of
0: thing you do if you, you know, what we were saying about previous uh, other types of murder, suicide, they tend to be, you know, a pact where people take pills or they, they find a sort of less violent way to kill themselves, don't they?
1: Sure, and I think that's the point, is that you would not expect that... that you might expect, if a husband has been, I don't know, um, nagged by his wife, let's say, and he's... I knew this would he, come into it. He, no, let's... <laughs> you asked. You've been goading. No, look, it's not just <laughs> No,
0: have See, am I goading you? Look... Do I deserve you know, what I get?
1: You know, it, it is a truism that if somebody is murdered the chances are the killer is somebody very close to them. It's, it's not almost always the case. Very rarely that people are murdered by strangers. They are normally murdered by people they know who are very close to them. Husbands murder wives. Wives, on fewer occasions, murder husbands. Parents murder children. That happens. And husbands can murder wives in a rage because... And it could be for the stupidest nonsensical reason. It can be because the dinner was too cold or... Um, the, the wife did something to inflame the husband, and if that person has murderous tendencies or just loses it, things can get out of hand and tragedy can ensue. It's, it's possible. We know hmm. we all covered cases with that. The it.
0: kind of rage that causes people to kill over yep. a continually dangling mic that I can hear scraping. <laughs> over and over again stuff like that <laughs> yeah
1: exa- exactly well in that case you will be thoroughly well stuff aware. Stuff that i have to
0: take out of the podcast week you will be thoroughly after well aware week after of the kind week. Of as soon so, as men talk about nagging wives in terms of like con murder context i automatically hear about and um, think about the way that you told me that my real voice when i went Knock, knock. last week you said that's her real voice everyone that's how she really talks don't you think about it When maybe it's the era of TV that I was watching when it I grew up it just made
1: me massively relieved that we weren't, were not and never will be married
0: well I'm, I'm very glad that we're separated by a lot of distance and, and we only talk to each other by microphone these days
1: <laughs> or I, or else microphone.
0: I'd be a goner
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd be a goner I think oh, you're you more know? murderous than me <laughs>
0: That's so flattering yet rude.
1: <laughs> I think I I definitely think you're much more of a hothead.
0: Yeah, but it. You're you not denying know, yet. I You're don't not know. Yeah, but what's you? better, being a bit outwardly sort of vocal or being quiet, calm, and calculated? We all know what's more murderous.
1: Yeah, being outwardly vocal—the kind of person who could just lose it at the drop of a hat and get, get into some kind of fury, possibly even a righteous fury.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? I know nothing. Um, you know
1: nothing. <laughs> anyway, to return to this, it's not a surprise if, when you discover a couple who've um, in a murder-suicide situation, that the victim who is the murdered victim has been murdered with possibly extreme violence. But I think the surprise is when the the, the killer who then kills himself, and it, in this case is, it was assumed to always be the husband, when the, when the husband kills himself, as you say, it would be pills, it would be booze, it would be something relatively quick and painless, you would expect. It wouldn't be them stabbing themselves in the heart or choking themselves with a coat hanger. Or
0: cutting their own throat before hanging themselves.
1: Exactly. I mean, who cuts their own throat? Not many people.
0: Well, I'm feeling close to it listening to your dangly mic right now.
1: (laughs) I mean, or or boiling your own head.
0: (laughs) You make me, as soon as I talk to you, I feel like boiling my head.
1: I mean, I I think the next step, obviously, is for a a new investigation. I mean, there are suggestions that the the National Crime Agency might take it on. um, And we shall see what we shall see. But I think it's certainly one to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, fascinating, really. But um, something that I thought about it all was the indignity of it. You know, these people should be having a bit of peace and quiet in their lives. And there's something, you know, we, we covered the rapes and and robberies on many elderly people at the hands of the Night Stalker, Delroy Grant. And it's...
1: Not Delboy. You know,
0: they said... <laughs> boy. It was Colin Sutton, who we interviewed, who said, you know, had those people have been young, then something may have been done quicker or people would have kind of stepped to it a bit quicker in the investigation, perhaps. You know, it's, it's sort of very sad that elderly people are kind of, A, treated like this, or B, not given as much... Of investigation in the deaths, perhaps. I don't know. If You're right. Colin did say case. that. I
1: think Colin was very clear that um, he felt that when very old people are victims of crime, generally speaking, there is a sort of, um, I don't know, um, ambivalence about the whole thing and a suggestion: well, they've had a good innings, so let's just close the file and not really be too bothered about it. And actually, mm. of course, that's entirely wrong. And everybody deserves justice. Very good point.
0: Well, it also struck me. Ill. Cheers. Um, It also struck me, just looking at those photos, you know, these are people who have kind of probably struggled quite a lot in their lives, just getting through your life, getting out of bed, going to work every day and doing everything that we all do. I hope that at some stage I'll be sort of helped across the road and hopefully not treated in an undignified fashion like this. Talking of which... Lisbeth Flores has, has certainly suffered that. Oh, my God. This is,
1: the, this is the shocking story of the week, isn't it, Lisbeth yep.
0: Flores? Um Before we go into that, here's how some of the news channels across the Atlantic have been reporting it body of a young woman who had gone missing from Cameron County was found in Mexico. A missing person report was filed by the Brownsville Police Department for 23-year-old Elizabeth Flores on Monday. Investigators learned Flores had crossed into Mexico through the Veterans International Bridge Sunday afternoon. The Texas mom of two who was found dead in Mexico on August 11th, with all of her teeth missing. The 23-year-old on August 9th traveled from her Brownsville home to the Mexican border city of Tamaulipas. Not the Luna estadounidense en
1: México causa consternación el cadáver de la joven originaria de Texas fue hallado en Tamaulipas con señales de tortura. Al parecer había cruzado la frontera.
0: Uh, those were noticias tellmundo, Fox News and News Today. The backlash from the media, the amount of care and concern over this woman who who was apparently tortured before her death. She was found... She story. went missing. She went Context. missing. I was just about to say.
1: Okay. I- I'm waiting for it. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright. Hold on. Hold your horses. Um, she's from Texas.
1: She's from Texas and she travelled to see her boyfriend in Mexico. Hold on.
0: Hold on. Hold on.
1: I-, just <laughs> I didn't let you it. finish, did
0: I? No, you really didn't. So she travelled from Brownsville, Texas to Matamoros, Mexico, August 9th, um, to visit her boyfriend, 23 years old and has two children. And she was found dead a day after she was reported missing, with all of her teeth removed and badly beaten. She made this journey to go and see her boyfriend, who was arrested. Braulio Martinez was arrested at his home on Tuesday for the murder of Elizabeth Flores, and the apparent motive for the crime was robbery. So there's been an outcry about this, and her body is currently being taken back to Texas for burial. I mean, I think
1: the the shocking part of this is if it was a robbery. Why did they need to kill her? And certainly, why did they need to torture her? Why did they need to pull her teeth out? In fact, one of the reports I've seen says that parts of her skull had been removed as well, and I don't really know how to interpret that and what that means. But it's just absolutely horrific. And I, I mean, you know, her mother um, has been quoted as saying that how how they left her is, you know, it's caused her pain, and the and the pain that her daughter went through that I think we can all imagine must be an absolute. Knife through her heart. It's just shocking. And I suppose the thing, yes, the FBI is investigating. She is, Elizabeth Flores is a US citizen. Um, She travelled to Mexico to see her boyfriend. He's been arrested, as you said. Why she went to see him, why she told her mother she'd be back the same night, why a, a, a visit to see her boyfriend became an attempted robbery, became a murder, became a shocking, horrid, evil murder. It, it's it's hard to fathom it really isn't you know how did he think he would get away with it? If, it if it if it was the boyfriend and you know just because somebody's been arrested they're innocent until proved guilty i mean if it was her boyfriend how did he think he would get away with it
0: and why would her body be found in a field near a construction site which apparently some photos have been leaked and her body was lying face up and she was wearing a bra pants and I wonder if that's because this is reporting in a british newspaper the sun and shoes so odd to say the least i mean odd and very very sad
1: this is again one where you find yourself thinking who who thinks they can get away with that crime so is it a crime of passion if it's a robbery it's not really a crime of passion it's premeditated did they did the if it was the boyfriend did he think that somehow there wouldn't be an investigation because it was Mexico and not the United States. Yeah, there, there are, there are there a lot of, uh, a lot of things at play here, and I suspect the full story hasn't yet come out.
0: And also, as usual with the media, I suppose an aspect of this is that she was a, a very attractive woman, and that usually, and sadly, makes news headlines a little bit more, and it, it makes the story be covered in a lot more places as well
1: do you think if she was plainer and had, had her teeth ripped out nobody would have cared as much
0: or perhaps if she was older
1: i'd had her teeth ripped out if yeah she's older, she might have already lost her teeth
0: no perhaps anyway uh shall i do the shouts then
1: yeah go on then i want to hear who we're shouting out to
0: okay I I well um yes this week We've had so much love on on social media. Thank you very much. And actually, um, I'd like to say a big shout out to Glamorous News Lady because it's because of her, you, that we have featured that story about the elderly people and the prospective serial killer at large so thank you very much for that we love your emails and we love your tweets and your your interesting pickups on our food choices i think it's still everyone's still on the fence about grapes and chicken salad it's actually got its own hashtag now so um, No, not,
1: lots of people are very much not on the fence. You might be on the fence, Mitz, but a lot of people are actually very clear that they think that chicken... I still can't and gra- bring
0: myself to, to do chicken it.
1: Chicken salad and grapes could be a And good I thing. haven't
0: been in the mood for that. I've, you know, you have to get into certain moods for certain foods, don't you?
1: Certain moods for certain foods. There's, yeah. your, there's, your, there's your new TV chef show right That's there. That's
0: my new, more successful podcast without Ben.
1: <laughs> Yay. I've got to pay tribute to somebody as well.
0: Tribute? Has someone died? But, you
1: know, I've got to thank someone.
0: Oh, great. Go on.
1: I've got to thank you because you're doing all the work. You do all the editing. You find all the sound. You do literally everything.
0: You know how I, I love is, a
1: compliment. All I do is turn up here and, and criticise you and tell you that you're full of fury and, and so on no,
0: and so forth. All we do is I go <laughs> like Benny Hill <laughs> and you go diddly-dly, diddly-dly, running around. Yeah, that's what it's like. Mm. Welcome um, to my world. Cheers. Thanks very much for that. But um, actually, I think the people who are more helpful than you, much more helpful, are the following. At Student Verdict, you've been very lovely. E. Turner Babe is our favourite because um, she is the bringer of food fads that we may or may not love. And um, Fat, Drunk and Stupid is a podcast that I just think is extraordinarily brilliant. But somebody just talking can be so interesting uh it it surprises me weekly and actually i really think that just a a soliloquy from him is uh wonderful so there you go that's really I, i really mean that because i haven't had time to listen to many podcasts so that one and bigfoot for breakfast i listened to you and started giggling so thank you for endorsing us because it's led me to you. Who else? Oh, yes, Malice Podcast has hit 80,000 downloads. So, or how they, however they do it, 80,000 punters. So that's really great. And she's going from strength to strength. Uh, Reverie, thank you. Ian, bit dead. Bigfoot for breakfast, I just said. Lady Justice is doing really interesting things and we may be working together, moving forward somehow. At Nikki Needs adult podcast i don't know if i've written that down right but you know who you are i'm sure and at what a silly bunt thank you all of you uh bigfoot for breakfast yeah those are all the thank yous for this week and of course we've got a special exciting project coming up that i'm not allowed to tell you but we are rapidly approaching a deadline for that project (laughs) so we'll see whether we make it but you'll hear us on other airwaves on other places but we'll let you know about that is there anything interesting you've done over this past week Oh, I went to Cambridge. I had a nice day
1: out in Cambridge. Uh, Mm. And I I nearly went punting. It was very nice on the river, punting.
0: That's all you ever did. isn't it? it?
1: out. it turned out, by complete coincidence, I didn't know this until I saw Twitter later, that my good friend Sangeeta had been visiting Cambridge as well on the same afternoon, and we just didn't run into each other.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's incredible.
1: I know. We could have done that thing where we could catch sight of each other in a distance, we could sort of run to each other, sort of arms outstretched, and then embrace... To the tune of na 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 na.
0: Do you know what? I was watching a film and I, I recognised that young women, when they greet each other like that, often go get very excited and get very high mm-hmm. pitched and jump up and down. Yeah. And I was wondering, I was scratching my head thinking, did I ever do that? I think I might have done. I expect you when did. I was younger. But do you know what I mean? The jumping up uh, and down.
1: I think it would be more amusing though if you get middle aged men, men getting very excited and then getting very high pitched. <sighs>
0: But is that that Sangeeta, didn't she have something to do with us? Didn't she say that, apparently you said it was ironic that she was saying, do you think you're funny? Was that her?
1: (laughs) I can't remember possibly. I think it's a a feeling shared by many. Do you think you're funny? Do you think you're sexy? Honestly, think. do you really think you're funny?
0: I actually really do. Yeah. (laughs) United Kingdom. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to stun you. All right. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna. What do you think I'm doing here? Taiwan, United Arab Emirates, Bulgaria, Bahamas, Bhutan. how do you say that? Bhutan. Is that right? The country. Bhutan. 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 Mm -hmm. Egypt, Croatia, Chile, Malaysia, Serbia, Saudi Arabia, Seychelles, Thailand. These are all of you out there listening to us. So I hope when it got to your country, we could do a little um, Mexican wave, can we? If you know what that is, in Mexico, all your waves in are probably Elizabeth Mexican, Forest. huh? I'm cutting that a bit out. Um, <laughs> and in fact, I'm cutting most of you out this week. But isn't that Ooh. amazing? Shall I carry on with the countries? Uganda, the Poland, Philippines. I
1: tell you how great you are. <laughs> You're,
0: <laughs> so You're
1: so awful. You're so awful. Anyway, you were talking about things Ugandan.
0: Yeah, these are all people listening to us. Can you believe it? Israel, Romania, Belgium. But good old top of the tree is our good old UK. So thank you, guys. US, you close everyone. second. The US is second. Cool. Actually, it's not that close. U- UK trumps everyone. So ooh, I managed to get a Trump in there between the UK and the US. Not a literal <laughs> Trump.
1: No, I think you've been trumping all afternoon. A
0: trumpety-trump. Yeah, can you pick them up on the mic? I'm not sure.
1: (laughs) It depends where you put the mic.
0: (laughs) So, isn't that good? India, Germany, did I say them? Canada. And this, my friends, is only the past month. So if you're tuning back in from Nigeria or perhaps, where else haven't I mentioned? Oh, other, unknown. Ireland. Ireland. Ireland, yes, yes, our Irish friends have been tuning in. Are they in this one? Oh yes, Ireland actually is just uh, is within the top five. Oh wow. OK.: And our pals in the Netherlands? The lowlands.
1: They're your pals, not mine.
0: Hello. I must say. <laughs> Hello, my friends. So yeah, that's marvelous, and you're all absolutely fantastic. But um, do send us emails. You didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com because you can get to us on Twitter at YDLMF. But I like getting emails. I just there's something nicer about it. Is it like getting a letter? Does it feel like getting a letter? Yes, and also that you don't... It is a bit. It's new, it's our equivalent now. But also with uh, stuff on Twitter, sometimes I just don't... I said this to you last week and you called me an old lady because I just don't <laughs> understand some of the lingo. Maybe it's street speak. But I can do some of that. I have to I understand street speak. A... Anything exciting coming up? Me? Hmm.
1: Yeah, well, we. I've got something exciting coming up, which is an interview that I'm fixing up with somebody very interesting who we will all learn more about a little bit later
0: on. Oh, and... do tease us a bit more. OK, it's somebody who... Is it for the podcast, Ben? Yes, of course. Yeah, just checking. Yeah, of course. It's for the I podcast. was like, are you doing something else? Who cares if you're doing something great that's elsewhere? Yeah, exactly,
1: you don't care at all. I don't care at all. No, I know. Um, I th- you know what I think we should do? I think we should make another video trailer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, yes, yeah. ideas to the email, please. You didn't let me finish podcasts at gmail.com. No. What should we do in our next video trail Well, we've already crept through the woods. What else? <laughs> what other heights can we scale? We, what do you think?
1: Um, <laughs> we've walked slightly creepily through the woods. So what, what What? slightly creepy thing could we do next?
0: I'm actually at a mental wall with that. I don't know, You're we could man- have a mud fight.
1: What, with me in uh, Cambridgeshire and you down in Devonshire? <laughs>
0: Yes, we'll just get we'll just get people to throw mud at us for the video. You have
1: slung plenty of mud at me.
0: <laughs> You're happy in mud.
1: Mud slinger <laughs> Uh
0: Could be much worse.
1: Could be much worse.
0: <laughs> <A> mud slinging humdinger.
1: <laughs> well, on that happy note.
0: Okay, all right. Tell, send us ideas for our new upcoming yeah. video. Ben's going okay. to shoot it and edit it all, aren't you, Ben? <laughs> You can take it out. <laughs> I'll take you out.
1: You have the power of the uh, virtual scissors. Hey, did you Snippity ever. edit radio? snip. I've got a question for you. Did you ever edit radio using an actual sort of tape and a razor blade and splicing nope. tape?
0: No, that was way after my time. Oh, I'm great. much that more youthful so much than you are. We've got the age you gap are. of some of those old married couples that you were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we certainly <laughs> have.